You're listening to Fox on the Wire Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 60 of Fox on the Wire. Today's episode will be a little bit different to what you're used to and probably a hell of a lot shorter, and it's just going to be me talking at you for a little while. The podcast has just turned two years old. Happy birthday, and this is just a bit of a acknowledgement to that, and just to reflect a little bit, just to let everyone know, if you haven't heard me talk about it already, sort of why I started this podcast in the first place, and some of the benefits that it's brought me, and hopefully all of you as well. So episode number one of the podcast aired back on the 4th of June, back in 2019, with Mr. Palmy Dillon, when I first had the idea of starting the podcast I ran it by two people only and that was Palmy and my partner Tahani and they both loved it and I pretty much went for it straight away I uh, sometimes when you think about something too long and you sort of I don't know it just falls away from you and you never end up doing it so I didn't want that to happen so I just dove straight in and went for it and I learnt as I went so I initially had an idea of what I wanted to achieve and roughly how I was going to achieve it but I had a lot to learn Uh, and I'm one of those type of people that in order to learn something I need to just do it and learn as I go. I'm not very good at learning from a a textbook or um, you know just reading about things I have to actually do something and luckily being a musician myself I was able to sort of reach out to people that already knew who could help me with the audio side of things in particular. And of course, there's plenty of tutorial videos on YouTube that came in very handy as well. So the biggest obstacle I faced at the start was learning the technical side of things, learning the audio software, uh, what mics to get, what programs to use, how to mic up, you know, the best way to mic up a voice. Over the years of playing music, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the studio making albums and even at gigs, you know, using microphones and that sort of thing. But being the one actually doing the recording and editing and everything, I had a lot to learn. So that was probably the biggest hiccup for me. But again, I did have a few people that I was able to reach out to and I'm very grateful for that. All that time spent in the studio over the years, I sort of wished I'd learnt a little bit more about the recording side of things. Of course, I was more focused on performance and doing my thing as a as a guitarist or a singer or whatever it might have been there's heaps you can learn from watching people do their thing you know the engineers they know what they're doing and there's so much you can learn from that but I did learn a lot just just by being there and um, I was again I was lucky enough to be able to reach out to those people so yes I had to learn the hard way just by doing it it was a bit of well, it was a lot of trial and error at the start there and um, you know I stuck with it it's actually benefited me greatly as a musician by this stage, you know, of, uh, I'm by, by no means an expert in this field of recording or anything, but um, I can sort of work my way around it a lot better than I did at the start, that's for, that's for sure. So as a musician, I've been able to utilise those skills and record instruments and my voice and that sort of thing. As recent as today, actually, I, I recorded some vocals here at home for my next couple of singles so I'll take what I've done here and take it down to Josh at Crosstown 
And uh, if, if he gives it the tick, well, we can use it. If not, maybe I'll come back home and, and try again. Yeah, this whole home recording thing, I guess I've avoided it uh, for a while. I don't know why, really. I guess I guess I, I really like going to the studio. So I'm like, well, you know, I'll just get myself ready at home best I can and, and then just take the songs to the studio. But um, I think I was missing out on a lot actually over the years i've always been recording you know demos on my phone and whatever little device i've got handy so but aside from that i i didn't really do any home recording i guess i guess i was a little bit lazy in that sense looking back but you know it took something like starting this podcast to to get me to learn about these programs and um and now you know it's great i'm i'm having a ball recording at home so it's never too late Another skill that doing this podcast has uh, allowed me to learn is video editing software. Um, This is one that I have put off for a little while. I sort of promised myself and my audience here at the podcast that I would, at the start of this year, I would put out more video content of the podcast. I know some people like to watch their podcasts, not just listen to the audio, Personally, I like a bit of both, depending what I'm doing at the time of trying to listen to that podcast. I do watch some video um, podcasts, but I, I guess majority is, is audio, just because I'm always on the move sort of thing, you know, in the car or out walking or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to put this podcast more in the video market as well. So I've got the YouTube channel started up. Um, it's still very, very fresh, very raw, and so are my editing skills. <laughs> I'm by no means an expert, but um, yeah, I'll be able to get out more content from now at least. And like the audio side of things, you know, I'll get better as, as time goes on. And again, I've got some great people that I can reach out to if I really get stuck or um, really can't work out something myself. So with this episode, like I said at the start, I just want to reflect reflect on things a little bit um sometimes people ask me why i started this podcast and it was for a few reasons and i I try and remember those reasons so i can stay true to what i wanted to originally do i guess ultimately it was a couple of things one of them being i wanted to create another platform for artists to tell their story again being a musician myself Um, aside from our own social media and depending at what level you're at in your career there's not a lot of platforms for you to go and tell your story especially without time constraints and within the context of a a one-on-one conversation I guess that's where I found podcasts in general really beneficial they opened up a larger conversation without those time constraints whether it be one-on-one or a group conversation and you really get into the depths of those details of what it is you do and maybe why you do it. Each artist has a different story and I think the podcast is, or a podcast, not just this one, is a perfect vehicle to tell that story. Personally, I've found podcasts to be very educational, informative and and essential to the things that I seek information about. And... I just love music. I just I just like talking about music. Music is the one thing that's always meant the most to me, whether it be as a fan of music or as a songwriter. It just means it means everything to me. And 
I want my audience to know that and I want to share it with them. I want to share it with you. I want to talk about music and, you know, they always, people always say it's the universal language and it really is. Um, it's a bit of a cliche to say, but it, it really is. Another big reason I wanted to start this podcast was, honestly, I felt like I don't get to know my fellow musicians as well as I'd like to. We'd often bump into each other at, uh, at gigs and you might get a brief moment to sort of quickly chat to each other. Generally, you're, you know, sort of yelling or talking loudly because you're trying to get over the, the speakers or the band that might be on at that stage. And you might only get a brief moment to talk to each other before one or the other jumps on stage or jumps off stage. And myself, like, I, um, I kind of, I go inward <laughs> before I jump on stage. Um, probably having a conversation with someone is is the last thing I want to do it's nothing personal it's just I need to sort of go in my own head to get myself mentally right to jump up on stage and try and do my best and be happy with what I'm doing I have to I have to ground myself somehow and I've got better at doing that over the years but I kind of need to just chill out for a few minutes before I jump up so I often found the the live music setting you know, we'd, we'd only get to briefly talk with each other. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to talk more, maybe in a, in a different setting where we could actually sit down one-on-one and really have a proper conversation. Being at gigs is always such a rush, like such a, such a hurried thing. You might get to the venue after work and you've got to drag in all your gear, find parking, grab a drink, watch the other bands and... Uh, there's not a lot of time for a proper conversation, so that that was a big thing for me. I wanted to be able to sit down one-on-one and talk with my fellow musicians, have a proper conversation, get to know them better, and open up another avenue or another way to build, build up our relationships. Every guest that I've had on the show is awesome, and it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to sit down with them and have a proper chat. And I hope everyone listening out there has enjoyed each of these guests that we've had on here, checked out their music and, um, you know, we build some sort of little community here and each artist looks at the other artist and everyone tuning in, all the fans, hopefully you listening out there have found the artist's story inspiring. Maybe... You know, maybe you've had thoughts about picking up a guitar and learning, but maybe you think, oh, it's too hard or I'm not good enough or whatever, and then you hear one of the guests come on the show and they tell a similar story and look at them now, they've just released maybe their first album or second album, whatever, and it, it helps you go and grab your guitar out of the corner, actually pick it up and play it, and off you go. I was always inspired by reading autobiographies or biographies about my favourite bands or artists. And that was a huge influence on me. That really inspired me. Watching documentaries on DVD and interviews. Back when I was growing up learning how to play, we didn't have YouTube. So interviews and um, live footage was a bit more... It was harder to find, you know. But these days, you can look back at old interviews and everything is there. It's, it's fantastic. So we can draw inspiration from so many places and hopefully this show, this podcast with the guests I have on 
having talks about music hopefully that inspires people out there even if you're already an artist doing your own thing maybe you'll hear a story from a particular artist here and you and that will just inspire you in some way music has a knack for doing that i love doing this podcast because it's created moments and it's enabled conversations that probably would have not otherwise been there it's allowed me to reach out to people in a different way where I otherwise would not have been able to do. And these episodes are recorded and they're uploaded and and they're there forever. So I can't wait to look back in 20 years and listen to the first episode with Palmy. I can imagine that's going to be a bit of a trip. And hopefully doing this podcast, it helps you all to get to know me better. Some people are really good with their social media and their presence is really good. They're very... They share lots of things and um, I I try and do that. I have a bit of social media anxiety, so my presence on social media isn't great sometimes. I try my best, I promise I do, but um but I wish I could wish I could do better. So I think this is another this is a different way for me to show you who I am and what I'm all about. I find that I shy away from social media sometimes just because I get tripped up on my own tongue or get hung up on my own anxieties about what I might think about posting. You know, that's just me. I'm, I guess I'm a pretty private person generally. And funnily enough, I'm not a huge conversationalist. So being a podcaster is probably a, an odd thing for me to, to pick up. But that was another thing I wanted to improve on was my conversation skills. So here we are. So hopefully in the context of all these conversations that we have, you as a listener may get to know me a little bit better and same with the person that I'm speaking with directly and hopefully you learn what drives me as a musician and why I love music so much you know there's so many so many highlights of of doing this show in the last two years I thought about replaying some of those moments on this episode but it would really It'd push out this episode and it, and it wouldn't be fair to anything or anyone that I might leave out. So many, or oh, everything is a highlight really. You know, being able to sit down and talk with legends of the Australian music industry like Mick Thomas. I've had him twice on the show. If I didn't have this podcast, those conversations wouldn't have happened. So I'm hugely grateful for that and, and be able to sit with him in the band room of his venue in between Melbourne lockdowns last year uh, was amazing. And the first time we caught up was on the side of High Street near the tram tracks outside his venue because we were going to do it in the venue at that time, but I think the band rocked up a little bit early and started loading in their gear, so we had to we had to go outside. And um, that was a... I was, I was stressing big time because... The setup was weird, you know, we were holding the mics in our hands and I'm thinking, you know, they're going to be making thumping noises like this. You know, all this sort of stuff and the conversation would have been ruined. And, you know, the sound of the tram going by and dinging and cars and all that. But, hey, it actually turned out all right. It was cool. Being able to get... Again, legends of the Australian music industry on the show like Ashley Naylor from Even. He's done so many things and 
continues to do so many things. You know, playing with other legends in the industry like Paul Kelly, Ash was extremely generous with his time. He came to my house, you know, he sat in this room that I sit now for like three hours. It's crazy. And we were talking about my favourite bands like Nirvana and, you know, they're one of his favourite bands too. It was, you could talk to someone like Ash for just hours and hours. So I hope you all got something out of that conversation or that episode. If you haven't heard it, please go back and check it out. It was, um, it was a huge highlight for me and hopefully for you too. And having been forced into lockdown last year, the, pod, the podcast became essential for me because gigs stopped um, and I sort of took on the whole getting on Zoom thing, which was a, a lifesaver because we couldn't have people over at the house, couldn't really go anywhere or meet up with anyone and it was extremely isolating. But having the podcast, I was able to still sort of catch up with people not as good as catching up in person it's not the same but it was it was all we had and it, and it was really great and that kind of opened up the door for me to also reach overseas and to the other side of Australia you know I was able to reach out to Todd Berman from the White Wolves who's based in Nashville in the USA now we had him on the show that was it's still one of my favorite episodes and his bandmate Chuck Feltner a little bit later on uh, he's also in Nashville. And then I got in a, a bit of a chat on YouTube with Tommy from the Carbons, who were based in Canada, and they've been on the show twice. And we even went to Argentina to chat with the band, I'm going to muck up this name, Serbohomio. Oh, man, I still haven't got that right. Yeah, that was crazy to reach over to, to Argentina. And um, over to South Wales in the UK to chat with Foz from Florence Black who were doing amazing things. Check out their latest single, by the way. It's killer. And then, of course, in Australia here, we were able to reach over to WA and chat with a few bands and artists over there. So it's just doing this show has just opened up so many opportunities and now we've got sort of contacts sort of in different parts of the world that we can reach back to and we've built you know, relationships that can only get stronger hopefully over time. We've been able to bond over music from different countries in the world while we all experience this COVID-19 lockdown in some sort or another. So I'm really grateful to have had this podcast, especially at this time. I've also been able to dedicate entire episodes to legends that we've lost in the industry like Eddie Van Halen and Little Richard. I didn't really know a lot about Little Richard, but I knew he was a obviously a, a massive <laughs> legend to say the least, and I had to do a bit of research to do the episode. I wanted to do it, and I learned so much about him that I didn't know, and that was amazing. So, And hopefully that was beneficial to you as the listener as well. Maybe you were like me, you didn't know a lot about him, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> and you know, it's... People like this just do so much within their careers. It's just amazing. And, of course, Eddie Van Halen, what can I say? Um, it's also enabled me to pay tribute to some of my favourite albums, like the first Foo Fighters album. And when I finish with this episode, I'm going to start work on the next episode, which is a tribute to Skid Row's album Slave to the Grind, which just turned 30. 
So I wish I had a little bit more time to do these sort of episodes. You know, there's only 24 hours in the day, working a day job and focusing on my own music career. So sometimes the podcast comes third, unfortunately, but I do put as much time into it as I can, I promise. And I don't like to do anything sort of half-assed. So um, if I'm not going to be able to do it properly, I'm probably just not going to do it. So, yeah, keep an eye out for the uh, the next episode, which will be uh, a dive into Slave to the Grind by Skid Row. It's a killer album, and it was huge for me growing up, and I better not talk too much about it, otherwise I'm going to spoil the next episode. <laughs> but I plan on doing more episodes like that over time. There's no hurry, generally, although, you know, a lot of my favourite albums were kind of released in 1991 which makes this year the 30th anniversary of those albums so it's probably important that I do as many as I can Um, maybe it means I can't do as many one-on-one conversations with people this year (laughs) because I've got to do tributes to my favorite albums so I want to send out a huge thank you to everyone who's come on the show and of course those of you out there who who tune in and download the episodes um, I really appreciate it you know, hopefully we can keep building the audience and and the more ears we've got listening, the more ears potentially are new fans of the artists that we have on and the artists that we have had on. That's why I started the Fox on the Wire Spotify guest playlist was to share the music with each other. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go and check that out. That's uh, Fox on the Wire Spotify guest playlist. I'll chuck a link in the show notes for that. Let's get as many ears onto that as possible because there's so much good music out there and it just it just keeps coming. It's amazing. I'm so glad that uh, this podcast is still going two years down the track because it started from the ground with an idea, shitty mics, a shitty computer that couldn't handle the software um, and me who really didn't have much of an idea of what I was doing but I knew what I wanted to do, and if I kept at it, I would get there. And I think we're there. You know, nothing's perfect, but it's, that's not the point. It's getting there. I'm always trying to improve things. There's no, there's no finish line here. This is, this is an ongoing thing, and we're going to continually have new ideas. And you know, I'd love to hear feedback from you all out there. Hit me up at Fox on the Wire at gmail.com with any feedback or suggestions or complaints even um, I'd love to hear from you but hopefully at the end of the day we've created a bit of a community here where we can support each other whether it be as fans of music or as artists it's not easy being a, an independent musician we've, we've got to wear a lot of hats and you'll probably hear that in every conversation there's so much to do we most of us don't have managers or record companies and that sort of thing so we're pretty much doing everything ourselves but it's what we love to do so it's not really a chore but we do need the support of fans and other artists out there whether it's buying our music or following our social media accounts sharing our music and just engaging with each other unfortunately the the live music thing has taken a bit of a hit with since coronavirus uh, came in you know, that's um, it's taken a huge hit, actually. So even more important that we support each other online, on our social media accounts and on Spotify, Apple Music, all that sort of thing. A like or a download or a comment 
goes a long way. So let's get behind each other, let's support each other, and let's keep this beautiful thing called music going. Uh, Keep releasing, keep writing, and keep sharing. And I hope everyone stays healthy and well out there, mentally and physically. It's a crazy world these days, and um, I think we'd all be a little bit lost without music. We're lucky to have so many great artists in Australia and around the world. So again, I want to thank you. Hit me up at Fox on the Wire on the socials, uh, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, um, where you can check out more video content as I build up my video editing skills. Seems like it's getting harder and harder to reach audiences on these social media accounts, so your shares and your likes and everything and your follows is even more important these days. Thank you everyone for tuning in again. I really appreciate it and thank you for supporting the podcast and uh, hopefully we've got many years ahead of us to come and much more music to share with each other. I want to leave you now with a quote from Bruce Springsteen. He says, The best music is essentially there to provide you with something to face the world with. True that. Thanks everybody. See you again soon.